Folks, when God created humanity, he created them good. Humanity said no to God, disobeyed God. Humanity was divorced from God. Today we see the big reversal take place, the beginnings of that. And then, of course, as, as we know, come Easter, it's the final completion of that big reversal. Meaning that humanity, through the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ, is brought back into relationship with God. The divorce is no longer the case. Rather, there's a reunion. Today we see three main characters that bring about the beginnings of the reversal. First of all, we in our first room we hear about Abraham. Abraham lived, lived in present-day Iraq. From there, God called him out to the land of Canaan, to the land which is present-day Israel. Called him there. Abraham didn't take anyone with him, with the exception of his wife. He had no children. He brought with him his, his nephew Lot and his wife and a few hired hands. So there's a small little clan of people coming. Went down to the land of Canaan. Of course, in Abraham being completely obedient to God, he did not lose his reason. He continued to, to reason. Of course, because of, you know, God had told him there to be in, in the land of Canaan, Abraham, using his reason, at some point went to Egypt because Canaan was, was, um, had a drought year. But then God, of course, called him back at some point. The other two characters that we hear about, we don't hear about them in our Old Testament reading, nor the New Testament reading, but we hear about them in the Gospel reading, Moses and Elijah. They're there conversing with Jesus on Mount Tabor. And what they're conversing about, we don't hear in, in Matthew's Gospel, we hear it in Luke's Gospel. The topic that they're talking about is bringing humanity back into relationship with God. Keep in mind that Moses had died. So here God is speaking, or here Jesus is, you know, God, speaking to, to Moses. Moses, in one sense, is clearly alive. And Elijah, Elijah we hear, was assumed into heaven. There was nothing more heard about him until this point when Jesus is speaking with Elijah. Moses, remember he was born in Egypt. There is a, a little baby. As a boy, he was supposed to have been killed. Pharaoh had commanded all, of the, baby, all the baby boys to be killed. Moses' mom decided, I, I can't kill my little child and I can't let him be killed. So she tried keeping him secretly in the house until she no longer could. Then she made this basket. We all know the story. She put it, Moses in the basket, put him in the Nile River, hoping that maybe somebody would find him and keep him. What ends up happening is Pharaoh's own daughter finds Moses. And as, as she finds the, the child and she immediately recognizes it's a Hebrew child, Moses' sister comes up to Pharaoh's daughter and says, Would you like me to find a nurse for the child? Pharaoh's daughter says, yes. So Moses' sister brings little Moses back to his mom. It's a rather crazy story. So Moses' own parents raise him up till, you know, he's whatever, however tall. And then he's brought into the household of Pharaoh. As an adult, one day Moses goes out and he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew man, one of Moses' own flesh and blood. He looks around, sees no one, and he kills the Egyptian, buries him in the sand. 
Remember that Egypt is a desert. The Nile River runs through Egypt, which gives it the fertile ground and allows them to have water to, to produce their, their harvests. So Moses kills the Egyptian, buries him in the sand. The next day he comes and he sees two Hebrew, two Hebrew men fighting. This time he says, why are you guys fighting? Like you're your own kin. Like why are you fighting amongst yourselves? You're slaves in this land. Why, why, are you, why are you doing this? And one of them says, are you going to do to me what you did to the Egyptian yesterday? Moses gets scared because he realized what he had done was found out. Pharaoh soon hears about it, tries to kill Moses. Moses runs away. He goes to Arabia. There in Arabia, we know the story again. You know, God appears to him in the burning bush. God calls Moses back to his land so that he can begin once again to establish his kingdom. This reunification between humanity and God. There's the ten plagues. The final plague is, of course, the Passover. Easter, as it becomes the lamb slain to protect the firstborn. These two characters, Moses and Elijah, are conversing with Jesus about the ultimate kingdom. Elijah symbolizes the other prophets, men who really desired to, to bring humanity back to God. And then when Jesus comes, Jesus, it's, it's rather interesting. So he's been talking to his apostles about this. He tells them that he's going to die. They're not getting it. They're not understanding. Jesus then, well, he talks to the saints. He talks to Moses and Elijah. And they're speaking about what's going to happen. He tells Peter, James, and John at some point, and they still don't get it. They still don't get it. They don't get it until after Jesus dies and rises from the dead. Then they finally start getting it. And only then, as the church is established, as, as, as God's kingdom is established on earth once again, humanity is brought back into relationship with God, only then do the apostles truly understand what is taking place. By virtue of our baptism, we are brought into the kingdom of God. But, but the question I want to ask is, are we living in that kingdom most of you, maybe all of you, you're not doing like terrible things. You're not killing people. You're not, you're not doing all these, these terrible things. But I know some of you, maybe even a lot of you, I hope not a lot, are still living your life apart from God. Not in relationship with God. You're living like two divorced persons apart from one another. You're not talking bad about each other anymore. You're not doing bad things to each other, but you're still living apart. And the Lord, what he wants to do is he says, I want to bring you back to me. I want to bring you back. I want to have a friendship with you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to heal you. I want to fix you up. But I can't do that unless you come to me. I can't heal you if you're not coming to me. I can't heal you if you're not praying. I can't heal you if you're hanging on to material stuff that's keeping you from coming to me. 
You can't know me if you're not spending time with me. And he loves us, and he loves us, and he loves us. He tugs at our hearts, and he wants us to come back. But he won't force us. He won't force any of us. So folks, this, this week, what I would like you to do, I, I know a number of you pray every day. I, I, I know that, and I don't want you to stop. Keep doing that. But if I also want you to, to increase your prayer time, to, to spend a little more time with Jesus, to spend a little more time in prayer. I mentioned on Ash Wednesday, and I think I did last week as well, the importance of praying the rosary every day. Pray the rosary, folks. It's these meditations upon the mysteries of Christ. Pray the rosary. That will help you to grow in relationship. Don't, don't be afraid of Jesus. Don't be afraid and don't allow these distractions which are passing away, don't allow them to keep you from growing in relationship with our good God. Many of you are um, aware of the coronavirus. It's on the news, it's all over, this, that. Some of you are probably maybe worried about it. Is it going to come to North Dakota? Is it going to come here? Is it gonna, am I going to die from the coronavirus? I don't know if you're thinking about that. Could be true. But we could also die from getting hit by a car. We could also die from the flu. We could also die from a variety of other things. Am I ready to die? Or are we are we ready to meet the Lord? But know this, the coronavirus is going to pass away. The flu is going to change. All the things that worry us now are passing away. Next year, the year after, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, they're all going to be gone. But what doesn't change is our relationship with our good God. If that's our rock, if that's our foundation, that's wonderful. So this week's this week, folks, particularly those of you who are older, those of you who maybe those of you who are younger who turn on the television, and for 20 minutes, you know, you watch CNN or Fox News or NBC, and you're watching about all the, the pandemic of this happening in the world, this that happening in the world, and then you turn off and you're like, man, that kind of you know ruined my day. Instead, pray the rosary. When you finish the rosary, you're not going to say, man, I wish I would not have prayed the rosary. You're not going to say that. And you're not going to be worn out from watching the news. So, folks, I, I want to, during the season of Lent, let, let us allow our hearts to draw close to Jesus. Let's not be afraid of him. If you don't know how to pray at this Mass, say, Jesus, I don't know how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Teach me, show me, give me a desire. Folks, let's desire heaven, not things of this earth.